From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. The Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Uh, Blue Shirts win. 6-2, finished the Hurricanes off in seven games. What a hell of a series was that, man. And and we said we were going to be on at this game, or the series went to seven. We would come on Monday instead of Tuesday, and rightfully so. We're going to knock this out in one hour. Um, I am so proud of this hockey club, man. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to wait for the for the big guy to come on, Mr. Ranger Proud himself. I'm going to make a public apology, man. He was right. I was wrong. As far as uh, you know, when we said at the tail end of the end of lap, the uh, episode last week, uh, the Rangers outskated the Hurricanes, man, and I'm actually surprised uh, that they did, but I am thoroughly excited that they did. Uh, this game seven was convincingly won by the Blue Shirts. The Rangers, to me, only game I thought in this series where the Rangers really got outplayed was game number five. The last time they played uh, on the road in Raleigh in game number five, and then you saw the game six on Saturday. Uh, convincing win at home. Wasn't surprised at that, right? Wasn't surprised at that. But uh, this this Game 7 dominance and making the fans leave in Raleigh, the execute, those, you know, obviously this is the best role game they played in the playoffs, uh, better than any of their games in Pittsburgh, and definitely by far uh, uh, in, in, in Carolina. Let's get the guys on because they're only going to be in an hour. Um so let's uh, let's get just a roll call, just say hello. I know they're thoroughly excited. Ranger fans are going nuts, man, all over the place, man. Uh, Glenn, let's say hello to the people, man. How you doing, man? We're, we're gonna lead off with you, but say hello real quick, and then we'll get everybody on. Hello, say hello. happy Ranger fans tonight. We got a lot to be happy about, a lot to be proud of, like Steve said, and a lot to be excited about coming up. This is uh, beyond my dreams. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, shout outs to uh, Glenn. Let's get Scott. Scott, um, congratulations to your Rangers. Uh, you got the decapitation going on with Tony D'Angelo, right? So, how you doing, sir? Yes, yes, yes. Good at times indeed, gentlemen. And let me just say to everyone, all of you guys who doubted Chris Kreider over the years, where are y'all at now? Y'all silent now, all you Kreider haters, Kreider doubters. You make me sick. <laughs> Holy shit. Keep going. Now Keep going. Keep going. That was even, nowhere even near my mind to think about it. That wasn't even on my mind. But that's funny as hell, though. And, of course, Carl, I have to see notes. Carl, say hello, man, and uh, how how you doing, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Yes, indeed. Without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Um, Glenn, let, let's lead off with you, man, and um, I am. Thoroughly excited. And, 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 you know, Adam Fox set the tone tonight. I mean, they all did, honestly. But just get the, that, getting that opening goal, Glenn, I mean, this was a dominating I, – I didn't see this coming. I thought it was going to be nail-biter, last minute, you know, empty net, like one goal difference, whether they were up one or we were, or we were down one. Glenn, please give us your thoughts going back to game five, game six on Saturday, and this, this – a massacre of a win. Did not, I didn't see this coming. Did you see this coming? And give me your thoughts. I'm going to go on mute, and then we go to Scott and Carl. And if you're not speaking, just mute your lines just to minimize background noise. And I, I love all these blue shirt jerseys in, in, the, in, that, in the red seats of uh, the PNC tonight. 
Yeah. No, I no, I, I did not see this coming. Um, as you know, in the beginning of the series, when you were asking if people thought we would win or steal the series, I said steal. And to be honest, after what happened in game five, although I wanted to continue to believe in the resilience of this team and say, well, why should I doubt them now? They've been doing it all year. But I'll tell you, after game five was a bummer because you really uh, kind of felt like, oh, I guess the tide is, is turning. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll even go back to earlier in the season when they were down uh, in the series, when they were down 2-0. I didn't think there was a chance in hell they were going to win four out of five against this team after what we saw in the regular season. Uh, but, uh, you know, they came back in, in game six. Uh, I think the differences between the games – in, in Carolina and the games at the Garden, it, it was like two different types of hockey. Uh, and I was expecting another, you know, two-to-one meat grinder, maybe overtime game tonight. And uh, all day long I kept telling myself, I just want to see them uh, get through the first ten minutes, just weather that storm, get through the first ten minutes, and then, you know, if they can kind of get the crowd out of the game a little bit, that maybe they would have a chance. Uh, there was no way I expected to be up two nothing six minutes into the game. That was more than I ever could have asked for. And uh, I'll tell you, they they just came out and played maybe their best game of the playoffs tonight. Uh, they they beat Carolina at their own game. They were forechecking. They were blocking shots. They were clearing out the the uh, slot for Igor. Um, they beat Carolina at their own game night, and they came down to. You know what you always say in in playoff games, goaltending and special teams, and uh, once again that was the difference. So, you know, all hail to them. Uh, you know, I, I had said, well, when you got a goalie like Igor, you know, anything can happen. But I don't know if I really believe they were getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So here we go. All right. All right. Shout out to Glenn. Any more? You want to add anything to that or? Um, anybody out there, Carl, maybe you know who the third-string goalie for Tampa is? Uh, I want to start studying up on him since we're probably going to see him. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I mean, this, this is unbelievable. I mean, uh, where have you ever seen third-string goalies playing in, in playoff games, particularly two series in a row? And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I felt a little confident going into tonight because of the way Ronta uh, played in game six. Uh, he gave up three very questionable goals. And, uh, you know, even the one that, that Strom scored that was uh, uh, brought back on an offside, um, you know, we know Auntie Ronte. He was here. Um, and, you know, a lot of backup goalies are really good backup goalies. But uh, when they're put in a position of where they've got to start a long string of games, uh, sometimes it just catches up to them. And especially him, as we saw tonight, that, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's kind of made a glass a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he went down tonight. He wasn't even touched. And, uh, you know, the poor guy, I mean, I love it. He's a great guy. I love him when he was here. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's just not built. Uh, same thing happened to him in Arizona. He'd get hurt. Uh, he, he, he's just not built to be able to play a long stretch of games. And, I'm a, you know, I don't know what it was that they had he had played. It was like, uh, 21 games in like 28 nights or something like that since uh, Freddie Anderson was out or maybe maybe more than that. And, uh, you know, sometimes that catches up to you, and I think it caught up to him. So uh, the Rangers, uh, you know, as well as they played, they got a little lucky uh, in, uh, in game six that he gave up those goals. And, uh, you know, he gave up the first one I thought was 
Uh, you know, I might have been a little screened by uh, his defenseman, but I mean that's a goalie in a game, a goal in a game seven that an NHL goalie's got to make. And uh, you know, although he made a couple of good ones later on, um, as the game was progressing, I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but I was feeling more and more confident as the game went on that you know they were going to be able to get to him. And obviously, when he went down uh, to the third string goalie, and uh, you know, so. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, against Vasilevsky and uh, and Tampa. Uh, you know, it just keeps getting harder. But uh, you know, I think they match up okay with Tampa. Actually, maybe better than they did with Carolina. So uh, it should be an exciting series, and uh, I think probably another long one too. I think they can play with Tampa. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Let's go to uh, Scott, man. Scott, I-, I am dying to hear your thoughts as well as Carl's, but you first, sir, and. Um... Oh man, this is great times, man. Yeah, th- this was this was a great game, and I, I was I was shaky after the first period. I think we didn't play a very good period. Uh, we did what we had to do. Carolina takes stupid penalties. We've been saying it, uh, you know, the whole series. They took two penalties. Uh, one of them was really stupid, and we made them pay, and we and we got that two nothing lead, which was obviously enormous. Uh, but I was, you know, still very very nervous because Carolina played better, and you knew that that Carolina onslaught was going to come. But you know what? It really didn't. Um, and you know when I got confident? I got confident when we got Barkley Goodrow back. Uh, you know, Amen. not just him. Yeah, not just him personally as the two-time, you know, Stanley Cup winner with the experience and, um, and the energy he brings, but also we replaced Rooney with him, which is a massive, massive upgrade. But, um, you know, I got really confident there. And, it, you know, it showed in, in, in game six and – you know, I don't know how much he personally had the effect, but but when we got him and Ryan Reeves, you know, I, I think I mentioned this way earlier in the season that that lack of physicality, that lack of just t- mental toughness and physical toughness um, that we've had for years disappeared. You know, with, with Reeves and, and Goodrow, and you can also add Blaise to that for as little as he, in, uh, as he was in, you know, that kind of toughness just filtered all the way through the lineup, and it just gave them a confidence, and it gave them a chip on their shoulder, because they knew that they finally had guys who could go out there and whoop some ass, and they had Reeves watching their back, um, and, you know, I think so, so Goodrow coming back, I don't know what, you know, as much as he did personally to, to kind of stem that Carolina tide, but maybe it just, you know, filtered throughout the whole team. I don't know, but, they, you know, this was not the same thing. Obviously, we won, um, but it, it was not the same flow of game that we, that we saw in the other three games in Carolina. And it, it, when, when Goodrow came back, I just, I just really got confident. Um, and, you know, I was, of course, terrified going into this game, but I, I – you know, if we didn't have him back, I, I don't think I don't think we'd be looking at a win right here. I, I think he, he's he's huge there, and and um, you know, in, in that third period, we knew that Carolina was going to call all out, but I, they, you know, they, they started off they, they had a really good chance thirty thirty exactly thirty seconds in that Igor made a great save on, but that, like they didn't really have the onslaught, and you knew with with what they were going to put forth, you knew we were going to get a two on one or something here and there, and then sure enough. Boom! Early on, Crowder gets that breakaway and puts that puts this thing away uh, at four nothing. And you know, after that, it was well, after that it was more or less over. But you know, it wasn't that tilted ice. 
you know, all, you know, like a pinball machine just staring Igor in the face like we've seen in Carolina every other game. It, it was a little different. Uh, you know, the Rangers really didn't let that happen and got that goal relatively early. Uh, so it didn't really have to be the Igor show in that third period. It was just a, it was just a different game. Um, you know, you, I, I, like I said, at 2 nothing. I wasn't, you know, celebrating yet. I was just as scared as I was at face-off just because I didn't <laughs> think they looked that good. And I think the Rangers got better as the game went on. It, you know, we expected Carolina to just take over, and, and but it just didn't happen. I think the Rangers actually got better as the game went on. And you, you, you got to give it up for Lindgren. I mean, because when he went, when, you know, the guy couldn't walk. He couldn't even move his, uh, his you know, his skates. Uh, when, when they were helping him off the ice, I'm like, all right, well, that's finally it for him. And he's on the bench. He's on the bench five minutes later. This guy is not human. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, I hope he gets a good night's sleep, uh, you know, some, some, some nice pills or something because he's got to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> or maybe he'll get the day off tomorrow from practice and, you know, they got to play two nights. But, uh, you know, I mean, this guy is just a warrior. Uh, you know, they, he's pretty much already locked up next year. Stephen McDonald award, I think, <laughs> but uh, this, this is just unbelievable. I just, I just love what I saw. Uh, you know, they got better as the game went on and they, damn, you know, I got it paused in front of me, the post game show, just six to two in front of my face. And, you know, they deserve not only to win this, but they deserve to win with a score of six to two. They really did. Oh yeah, they definitely did, man. Shout out to Scott. And let's go to Carl. And I look forward to the back and forth after uh, Carl speaks and I speak. And we're going to have some fun uh, the remainder on this episode. Go ahead, Carl. Fire away, man. I know you're excited, man. And geeked about this. It is an absolutely tremendous night for all Ranger fans out there. Those folks that were at the, at the, uh, at the rink earlier at, in Central Park today celebrating, screaming, and having a tremendous time. You know what's interesting? After they won game six, I remember – Yesterday and today, just kind of just walking around town here in Dallas, and I thought to myself, I said, there's an unusual sense of calm. I I couldn't understand why I felt so at ease with tonight. I kind of looked at tonight as as a house money game, and I thought all the pressure was on Carolina to perform tonight, and I thought the game was won basically in the first five minutes, in which there were some small things. I'm pretty sure you guys could probably chime in on this as well. I noticed a sense of nervousness from Carolina. If you realize, if you looked at some of those passes that Carolina was trying to make uh, in the offensive zone, they were missing sticks. There were pl- there was a, a sense of sort of like trying to be a little too over aggressive. I felt like they were fighting it early on, and those early penalties then put themselves in a situation where once they got behind the eight ball. And we've been talking about it. I think I was, I was probably the first one that mentioned it weeks ago before the playoffs ever started, using the term uncomfortable in, in terms of describing Carolina and getting them in that mode. And once that happened, they, it was, you, could, you probably could have put the game in the refrigerator right then and there at, at 2 nothing because Carolina has to play. Let me see how I can best explain this. They have to play the game within a certain structure. And if that structure is ever pierced or broken, they can't play the same. They're not the same team. And then you can systematically then, and that's exactly uh, what happened tonight. There was a play that I wrote down early on. It was after it was 2 nothing, and Shesterkin robs Teravainen in the slot on a high-danger chance that would have made it 2-1 to one at the time and sort of stemmed some of the momentum 
uh, of the game early on. And when that stop was made, I said, I, that's, I, I just wrote that one down right then and there. I said, that, mark that play down. Because I don't think Carolina really, if I'm thinking about the rest of the game, they may have had one other sort of clean, high-danger opportunity, but that might have been it. Um, the, the amount, the, the buy-in tonight was incredible in terms of the block shots, the, the getting in the dirty areas to make plays, the, the, the way that they were sort of pushing the pace of the game really from about the latter part of the first period on. You know, special teams and Shesterkin together was a, was a tremendous combination that Carolina, unfortunately, could not fight through. I think it was mentioned about Ronta. There were t- Steve Alicat actually mentioned this after game six during the postgame show. He said Ronta had played 10 games in 21 days, and he has not had that level of workload uh, mm-hmm. in his career. And a question that he posed going in is that at some point, the, the amount of, of action that he has seen uh, is, is, there's a good chance that that's going to catch up to him. Now, the two goals that they scored tonight, uh, all right, may, maybe, maybe not. But I did think that that's why kind of going into tonight's game that the Rangers had that chance. And once they got the first goal of the game and really sort of stunned the crowd, sort of, well, except for the Ranger fans that were there, it could really just sort of, you know, pierce the, the balloon of, of Carolina and once that happened, the rest of the game sort of took to itself. You know, the one other play of the game, which is probably the second biggest play of the game, Truba makes the hit on Jarvis. Jarvis is then crawling on the ice trying to get to the bench. Carolina then gets called for too many men on the ice. The power play opportunity comes off of that, and then Kreider scores on the power play. Jarvis never returns. Game, set, match. Right there. And so what a performance all around. Three stars to you know give give it to everybody tonight. They they all deserve um, uh, the, the praise for this evening. Ryan Lindgren, I don't know what I don't know what legal stuff the Rangers are putting in him. Um, maybe it's <laughs> like Popeye. I'm not totally sure. We have to check on that. Um, but man, uh, the, the, you know I know there's been talk about you know giving Kreider the C. You know at a certain point, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. But Lindgren, in a lot of ways, exemplifies this team as we've watched them now, you know, you can knock him down a hundred times and he will get up 101 times. Like this dude is, 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 is amazing. Something's give, give him an A, give, you know, give, give, give him something on the team next season. I don't know if they'll do it, but you know what? I think, you know, there's not enough praise that can, that can go to him. Jacob Truba, now that we've seen him now for what, two and a half, going on three years, he's earning every, you know, I, I, I referred to when Jarvis went out as the, the Truba Express, claimed another victim. Like that, he's just, <laughs> he's just laying, laying, there's a nice, nice, nice long list of dudes that are like <laughs> basically put up on the wall. And, you know, now that they, they've moved on, the, the series that I've been talking about for weeks now has presented itself. It's seven years in the making. There's unfinished business. We get the opportunity in about four, less than 48 hours at the Garden, and you know what? Whatever happens from here, hey, let's let's just see what happens. And that's a good point about the Truba uh, point uh, you may call uh, his impact defensively and just kind of being that 
uh, that second level defenseman pairing with uh, with Keandre Miller. Like we we went through a whole rotation of these free agent um, defensemen like Shattenkirk, Yandel, you know, over the years, and it didn't quite pan out. And Truba, I think his first year, a lot of Ranger fans were kind of getting on him because he wasn't scoring at the rate he was like he like in, in Winnipeg. But man, I mean, you talk about leaving a mark in the playoffs. Offensively, he was superb this year, you know, season. I mean, we are a very balanced attack unit, and and I said the RP and RP said it all year. Like when Rangers are at full strength, man, we can play with anybody in this league. And I'm with you, Scott, because I, I think it was two episodes ago I asked RP on this on, on here. I said, yeah, what's the status of Barclay Goodrow? Because I thought I was under the impression he wasn't coming back at all with the, uh, the with the ankle. I was surprised to hear him not only just skating around, but to be in it uh, for the last couple of games, especially uh, coming back for game six. I mean, just it's just wow all around, man. Uh, he's just a definitely needed piece. You're right. He was just a, an, up, an upgrade on I don't like Rooney, but it's not – you know, Barclay Goodrow does a lot more. He's just in the play, in the mix defensively. He just finishes off plays at a better, better rate. Oh, oh, one more thing I want to say. I'm going to go back to Glenn now. Let's get it back and forth going. Man, that Ryan Strick, Scott knows, that Ryan Strong first miss when we were only up 2 nothing. I thought that was going to come back to haunt us. I was so mad he missed that wide open shot. But it came right back down, and he ended up scoring anyway. And it caught a break, man, uh, to make it 3 nothing. Uh Great night, Glenn. Anything else you'd like to add? You wanted to say something to Carl or Scott? Or I, I, I'm just thoroughly happy. Uh, how this thing has played out, and, and you know, you know, I, I'm gonna apologize to you, Glenn and, and Scott, because I was bitching to you guys since the January 21st game, because I thought, you know, without securing the home ice versus the Carolina Hurricanes, I thought that would have been our fate. And, and Scott, and I don't want to throw you under the bus, but we were kind of on the Carolina Hurricanes going to win the Stanley Cup bandwagon train. We underestimated our own squad, you know. I, I, I mean, how could you not? The I was on it. Carolina's been. Wait, Carolina's been dominating at home all year in the playoffs. Like, how could you not? We, I, we took the sale out of them. Somebody was about to say something. Go ahead, whoever is jumping. I heard somebody was about to say something. Uh, oh no, that was me. I, I, I was on it. I said that in January as well. That I thought they would win. Okay. That they would win it all. And un, unfortunately for them, hey, they, yeah, it, they, they, <laughs> they spit it up tonight. They, that's all you could say. Yeah. Glenn, what would you like to say, man? I mean, we are geek, man. We got around our first thoughts. Uh, what do you like to say to Carl Scott? Questions for anybody? Hey, looking on to Tampa, fire away, man. Let's just powwow, man. Hey, look, I mean, going back to those first two Carolina games, they were clearly dominant in those games. Uh, obviously, we were lucky to to win the uh, Georgiev uh, game, but uh, as you know, all season and even in this uh, series. I've called them two things, relentless and suffocating. And uh, to look at what they – the second two games were a little bit closer, uh, but uh, they were played kind of a different way. I mean, we were talking after those first two Carolina games. They were just blowing by us. And, um, you know, the, the I touched on that uh, this whole series, the games of the Garden and the games of Carolina were, were like two different series. Uh, the games in New York, more wide open. Games in Carolina, meat grinder, uh, more what I was expecting tonight. But um, what the Rangers did tonight that they hadn't 
had a lot of success doing in Carolina earlier in the series uh, to me is that uh, they were able to beat the, the Carolina floor check and for the most part uh, get the puck out either in possession or, you know, chip it out or, or try a lead pass to somebody. And that was something that they hadn't been able to do before. The Rangers had gotten stuck uh, in their own defensive zone by Carolina uh, for long periods of time. And that didn't happen tonight. Um, on the other end, uh, the, the, the Rangers were able to get into the Carolina zone and recover loose pucks. I mean, the, the games in Carolina, they couldn't get through over the blue line with possession. They couldn't retrieve uh, the puck when they would try to dump it in. Uh, but tonight, for some reason, they were able to do that. The Rangers were buzzing around uh, the uh, Carolina net, to me, all night tonight. And uh, they never really got stuck in their own end uh, for long periods of time. Obviously, the two power play goals uh, early in the game, you know, loosened everything up a little bit. And Carolina was, was going to have to start pressing. And, like, uh, I'm not sure if it was Scott or uh, Carl who said th- they had to get away from their game. And, and those two early goals did that. And, and that's how, uh, you know, the Rangers were able to kind of avoid that, that forecheck, avoid the, the, all the checking that Carolina was doing because they had to change their style. And, um, uh, you know, the Rangers took advantage. They had a number of odd man breaks uh, later in the game when Carolina had to start pressing. You knew that was coming, and they made them pay for it. I think that was what made this game different than the three previous games in Carolina. Uh, I didn't expect that going into tonight. And, uh, you know, but those two goals just took the edge off right away and just changed to me the, the, just the whole, uh, the whole face of the game. It, it just uh, got Carolina, like Carl likes to say, uncomfortable. They had to play outside their comfort zone as far as their system. And I think that was the, the difference tonight. Uh, that they were able to uh, uh, overcome that forechecking and, and the backchecking of uh, of Carolina. Um, I, you know, I'll mention, if you remember when Truba signed with us, a lot of people were saying that, uh, oh, how could you pay him that much money? He's not worth it. That's too much money. And now a couple of years later, after you see where defensemen salaries have gone, $9, $10 million a year, he's become a bargain. Uh, what he brings to this team um, – you know, the, the, the toughness, the checking, the defense, he's got a bomb from the blue line. Um, I think Truba is, is a, a very important part of this team. And, uh, you know, not to mention the way he's probably mentored Ke'Andre Miller as well. And, uh, you know, he, he like I said, he, he's kind of become a bargain now and a very valuable uh, player on this team. Uh, Barkley Goodrow, that you guys mentioned the same thing, wins faceoffs, kills penalties, checks. Uh, I mean, such a difference. Uh, I felt the same way that that Scott did. When I heard he was back, I was like, oh, this is like major, major (laughs) for us. Um, And and it's not not like you, you know, you notice him all over the ice, but you need guys like that. That's what we said when we signed him. Championship teams need guys like that. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that we got him for the playoffs and he's been out for most of the playoffs. But uh, I thought he showed how valuable he is as well in, in, in these last two games. So, uh, you know, if they can just stay healthy, if Lindgren can, can stay healthy, 
Um, I mean, I, I thought we were looking at a long absence from him the way he skated off. And I could believe he was back on the bench in five minutes either. Uh, I mean, this team just shows such heart and such uh, resilience and such determination. Uh, you know, how could you not be, be proud of this team? They're just going beyond expectations, and it's a great thing to watch. Yeah, let's go to Scott. But let me say this real quick. Ten seconds at most, because I didn't want to say it last week because I said I didn't want to jinx this shit. Uh, the Sebastian Ayo and, uh, and the Jacob Slavin. Dude, we, I mean, we totally took them out of this series. I, I, I don't I, I don't want to say they played bad. I just think we, we just, just literally dominated them. And he's had a history of having his way against the regular season, the bubble. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that out there because I didn't want to say it last week and jinx it. And so far, a hell serve. Let's go to Scott. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I um, you're talking about you know being on the Carolina bandwagon. I remember when we had our pregame show or um, uh, preseason show, and every, we were making our division picks, and everybody pretty much consensus was it was you know the Islanders and, and Washington's division to lose. And I was like, how come nobody's picking Carolina? I'm like, this is a team ready to rock, and. You know, when it went two nothing, um, I, I pretty much I'll admit I pretty much threw in the towel. I was just thinking about the four games that we lost, um, how disgustingly outplayed we were. Uh, we played pretty well in one of the games at MSG, but still lost. Um, you know, and I'm just thinking like I, I can't see us winning four out of five against this team. Like I just I just can't. Even even if they were all in MSG, I couldn't see it happening. Um, and then you know we we, we just you know, dominated them, you know, 2-2, and then I, I started to get confident. Um, you know, yeah, I, I'm, as, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of pretty much throwing in the towel after the two. I, I, I pretty much already accepted, um, you know, the season being over, and I was trying to make myself feel better, you know, like all right, we, we surpassed expectations, and, and, you know, we're just opening the window, and, you know, next year we're going to be a cup favorite, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I pretty much have thrown in the towel. So, I mean, this is just unbelievable. I mean, you know, you know Steve, you, you're the only one the entire season. It's just, you know, all season long saying we can, we can win the cup. We can win the cup. And, you know, I said I had finally bought into it, uh, you know, after, after Cop and Vetrano and, and Mott arrived. Um, and and let, let, let's, um, you know, give Mott a lot of credit because, you know, Mott was yeah. injured. He was, he was kind of like the dark horse of those three. I mean, Cop and Matrano were on the, were on the top six. We've seen what they could do. Mott kind of wasn't in this, in, in that upper echelon of, of the, um, of, of those, you know, the, those deadline pickups. Um, and, and then he came back um, and, and he was great. And, you know, he scored that goal. And I don't know if anybody heard the story. Um, was it um, like, like his fiance's mother or father, died that day or the day before did anybody pick up on that i i, I heard like yeah you know with, with one year yes, i kind of heard it so and he scored that goal and you know it's kind of like that marty st louis mother's day moment so that was really nice um you know so so he obviously w- w- was a big return to the lineup there um and and then of course uh of course goodrow and um, yeah, I, I think, and, and I said coming into this series that I, I said that, that I thought, you know, Carolina was still my Stanley Cup favorite, or at least coming out of the East, because, you know, Colorado is just, you know, ridiculous too. Um, and I said, I think if we can get by this year, obviously Tampa is, you know, 
not going to be a pushover by any means. But I think that this was the tougher series, and and I forgot who said it, but uh, I I agree. I think we match up better with uh with with, with Tampa. Um, you know, obviously Vasilevsky is you know probably you know, we get the two best goaltenders on the planet going at it. You know, whichever one you want to put a one into, whatever, fine. But um, <laughs> you know, we we we've got but but we. We, we we historically I think do better against goalies you know top notch goalies than second and third stringers. I mean we've always had a habit of, of giving rookies and 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 call ups and and backups you know the the nights of their lives. And um, you know I think we we had a little more trouble with um uh with, with the Ming than we should have. Um and you know not to take anything away from from him obviously and and, and Ranta with, with with the series that they had. I mean just just you know hats off. You know, uh, they, they mentioned it during the uh, the broadcast tonight that R- you know Ranta played in what eleven straight games, and he's never done that in his career because he's just always been a um, uh, you know a career backup. And um, maybe he ran out of gas. I mean, I I don't think he was he was bad tonight. Um, uh, I forgot who said um, the, but you know that first goal w- w- might have been stoppable. Um, yeah, I think you know for a top notch goalie, yeah, but I think it was still a, it, it was a, it was a great shot. It was you know just a sniper shot, and then the second one, of course, was you know no no goalie makes that save. That was just a you know ridiculous uh, uh, you know pass and deflection by by Kreider. That's what he does, and nobody makes that save. Um, so I think he rebounded nicely, and you know you got to give him some credit there. And it's and it was a shame, you know, for him to go down when he did. But as soon as that happened, I said this is over, um, you know, because I had no faith in that backup, and you know just just pepper him, just absolutely pepper this guy, and we did. You know, uh, the, the, the next goal was the was was the break. I remember if he went down when it was two nothing or three nothing, but in any case, um, you know, I, I knew that that was it. I knew that we were not going to have a uh, you know another <laughs> backup backup backup. Uh, you know, coming in and, and having a Patrick Juan night. I, I didn't think that was going to happen this time around, and sure enough, it, it, it didn't. But, uh, no, you got to give, you know, Rant all the credit in the world for, you know, he's just never had this situation in his career, and I think he, he played his heart out. You know, he had one bad game, and it allowed us to tie the series. Um, and, and, you know, it's a shame for him to go out like that, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, I love our chances versus Tampa. I, I honestly believe that Carolina was the best team in the East. And I think that we got past them again. Not going to be easy by any by any stretch of, of the imagination, but um, I'm, I'm certainly confident that we can beat them. I mean, Tampa is, you know, like we've been saying, they're the back-to-back defending champs until they're not. You know, they dismantled the Florida team that I doubted. You know, I, I, I was saying all, you know, toward the second half of the season, I did have my doubts uh, about their, uh, you know, their blue line and their goaltending. And, um, you, you know, Tampa definitely exposed them. I, I think I was comparing them to those uh, mid-2000s Capitals teams that were just all offense, just lethal offense, but just nothing going on behind it. And that's why they never got past the second round. And we saw that, you know, here with Florida. So, you know, obviously not to take anything away from Tampa, but um, uh, I, I think I, I'm, I'm confident. Uh, I, I think we, we've I feel better going into the Tampa series than I did against Carolina. I really do. And I am just uh, – I can't wait for Wednesday. And we uh, – who said it last week? Uh, I don't remember if it was Glenn or RP, but that, we, you know, unfinished business dating back to 2015. Um, oh, Carl said that. What it is. Oh, Carl, uh, my apologies. Carl said it. Okay. Props, Carl. Um, okay, yeah. Unfinished business, 2015. Here we go. Yeah, definitely. Let's go to Carl and get his thoughts, and then we're going to go back around and get thoughts on previewing uh, how this is going to go versus Tampa, Tampa Bay. Oh, go ahead, Carl. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, you know, this series, um, just the way it sort of 
played out with the home teams winning and then this game sort of coming together the, the way it did, just kind of like one of those unexpected occurrences. You know, you're expecting form to hold, but unfortunately, the, the, probably the comp for this, and it was weird, a friend of mine actually brought it up yesterday, and I didn't think about it until he mentioned it. He said it, the series reminded him of, the, uh, of a 2013 series that the Rangers had against Washington. If you remember, the home team won every game until 5 nothing in Game 7. That just kind of just came out of the sky. And I was like, I remember texting him back yesterday. I said, are you predicting 5 nothing tonight? He was like, well, not quite. Well, we got, what, 6-2? to two? You know, so we, we, we were pretty, pretty close, you know, in, in terms of that. Um, as far as the next series goes, I'm looking at the, the sportsbook line right now. Tampa is minus 175, so not a big – not as big of a favorite as I would have thought compared to Colorado's minus 250. I'm like, wow, that's a little, a little bit high, but all right. Um, listen, uh, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world. Um, I know Igor is second best goalie in the world, but there's that, uh, there is that sort of up in, up in class situation that is in play. You know, I, I've been saying that I thought Tampa Bay was playing on muscle memory the first two rounds of the postseason, especially in the series against Toronto. I watched every game of that, and that was probably the, there was, it was definitely the toughest series compared to the series that they had afterwards. Um, you know, it's, it's one, one of those things, like when you're facing a team like that, really, in any sport, you know, you almost have to – you're not going to beat them on points. You almost have to just knock them out. You know, you can't – you, you can't give them any life. Um, I don't know if attrition is going to eventually come into play for the Rangers playing 14 games in 29 days. That is something that is now in my head. I'm wondering about, you know, there was a joke about seven or eight years ago that I think a radio host said that if the Rangers ever won the cup again, it would take all 28 games to do that. Well, they're about <laughs> half of the way there now. So it's got me kind of thinking, like, damn, really, really? you know, can, can, can the series end in five games? Can Rangers, can Rangers put them away in five games? I'm not totally sure we're going to get that. Um, but there is so much here to take that's interesting about this series. Um, with Tampa having all the time off, I would the, the logic would tell you that there would be some sort of a letdown by the Rangers just sort of emotionally come Wednesday night. It's It's – logical to think that um mm-hmm. i'm trying to i haven't been, I'm, i haven't done my full analysis i'll probably do it tomorrow uh in terms of how this series would break out in terms of where because right now in my head i feel like the range for the rangers to win this series outright i kind of think it would have to take seven games um, oh, yeah, tampa i don't believe it's yeah i don't think tampa if i have this correct tampa's not lost back-to-back games in the postseason in, like, three years. It's some, there's, some crazy, some, there's some crazy statistics that, that, that's out there that, keep, that keeps coming up whenever Tampa uh, is playing and they lose. It was coming up, can't, I think it's like 15 in a row. I think it's like 15 times after, after they've lost, they've won. So beating them two times in a row is going to be tricky. Um, but you know what? We've had so much fun these, 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 these two rounds here. You know what? It's let's just it's like a, we're at the uh, we're at we're at the casino. And we're just like, hey, just let it ride. You know what? Anything now at this point is is a bonus. But I'm always fearful of the idea of well, we lost this year, so we'll just be right back there next year because the season next year does not begin in the Eastern Conference Final. So you almost want to take advantage 
of the opportunity once it presents itself because you never know if you're going to get that opportunity again with the salary cap, guys getting right. older, you know, guys looking for, for pay, you know, you know, their own, you know, looking at looking for their own futures and overperformance, underperformance. There's always those extra factors that go in. So it's like, hey, you're one of the final four teams playing beginning right now. You know what? Don't take this opportunity for granted. Seize it. And if you if you can get past these four games, you'll be one of the final two playing for it all. And if you're at that point, anything goes. Totally agree, man. I looked at it from that perspective as well, Carl. And like, I, I, that's why I was saying all year round, all year long, that you know our contract situations with the players on the team, and you know, you never know if somebody's going to get injured in the future, or somebody's due for a payday. We were talking about the second line center situation with Strong. It seems like forever. You got to cash in when you can, man. Like. Like I saw enough hockey, maybe maybe for, through the first forty games. Like, hey man, if we could keep this up and everybody stays healthy, no scam, you know, scandals and things like that, we uh, we could play with anybody. Now I know it looked vulnerable late October when we was out there versus Vancouver. Uh, I mean, this is early in the season, you know, when we went on the West Coast trip. But outside of that, I mean, we played pretty much good hockey all year round and very solid. And this was even before the trades. Um, now I'm looking on to Tampa. I'm gonna go back. To for extended final thoughts when we look at uh, the matchup versus Tampa. I mean, we, they're familiar with us. We're familiar with them. Uh, they have a hell of a lot of rest. No Braden Point uh, for the for, you know for the first game at least. I think um, it, it really comes down to this though. How I look at it, when they play Toronto and, and especially Florida, more offensive-minded type of teams, they're going to come back a little bit to the pack where the Rangers, as we've seen. All year round, they've been one of the best defensive teams. Uh, the PK has been fantastic against Carolina's power play unit. And then also um, uh, the, uh, the the power play picked up later on in the series as well. Special teams did their job, man, uh, versus Carolina. Well, so what I'm saying is, is this is going to – I agree with Carl. This is going to probably going to go seven because I don't think Tampa – Tampa is – they can play any way you want, and and they don't mind slowing down the game, um, you know, to, you know, get to their, their 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 best guys, you know, the Kucherovs, you know, Point Man by Victor Hedman, and you know, Stamkos. Oh, they got it all, man. Like 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 we have it all. I mean, our, our team. I mean, they have. I I think skating wise, I look at Panarin and Kucherov like a like they're like an offset. The physicality, I think we are just as physical as them. Um, uh, the play, the, you know, the head coach, and I know Cooper's just won back-to-backs. Um, you know, Galan's got to earn his stripes as far as the head coach and as far as Stanley Cups. But, I mean, I mean, the, the experience thing has not mattered to the Rangers being Pittsburgh. I thought we caught a break with Cosby being out in those couple of games. And, hey, we got to take advantage of what we could. But, Glenn, let's get extended final thoughts. Uh, how are you looking at Tampa Bay now? Uh, uh, Carl alluded to it, and this is like a rematch of 2015. I also would say uh, we kind of avenged the loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in the bubble. Um, you know, we we, yep. we got we kind of got bowed out of, bowed out to them in Canada, in, in that bubble season or the bubble postseason, uh, whatever that was. Uh, Glenn, your final thoughts, uh, extended final thoughts versus how we're looking against Tampa Bay, and we go to Scott and then Carl will wrap up. This is a great night for Rangers fans. Well, with with Carl mentioning that they haven't lost back to back games in the playoffs for three years. Uh, the first thing I thought of was that puts a lot of pressure on game one because now we have to win game one, three, five, and seven. 
So uh, uh, that that worries me for game one. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a double-edged sword for Tampa having these nine days off. Um, you know, there's always maybe a little bit of uh, rust that they need to shake off. You really can't uh, replicate uh, playoff hockey in, in practice. Uh, but on the other hand, if uh, they had some guys a little banged up, uh, it gives them a chance to heal and, and, and feel better. So, uh, you know, we know there's a couple of guys on the Rangers, Lindgren, of course, that uh, are, are a bit banged up. So going right back to it again, uh, and that's always something that you worry about. We've talked about that in previous years. You know, when you keep going seven games, uh, you know, it's tough to keep doing that. And we're talking about how now we're looking at probably another six or seven game series. Uh, and that can wear on you after a while. But what I will say is um, the Rangers look very energized. Uh, they don't seem to be tired. Uh, you know, despite what Gallant said after game five of them being tired, um, you know, they came out tonight and they played hard. And uh, I, I don't see any letdown in their game. Um, in terms of, of this team going into this next round, we know that this team is going to look different next year. Uh, not everybody is going to be back. And, you know, we talked about that in the Pittsburgh series, that maybe Pittsburgh uh, was uh, on their, you know, last hurrah with the uh, Latang crosby Malkin uh, group. Um, but I think this team is so together that, that they kind of feel like, they don't want this to end. They want to keep it going. They 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 seem like a real close knit, uh, pull for each other team. And I think they want to you know just keep this going as long as they can. Uh, as far as Tampa goes, I mean, you throw out the regular season, but I think we beat them in all four games, did we not? Or three games? Um, so we know that uh, the Rangers, so we know the Rangers can play with them. Uh, the one thing I would say is the, the two teams that Tampa has played so far, Toronto and Florida, uh, not necessarily uh, well-known for their great goaltending and defensive play. And mm-hmm. Tampa's going to come up with a team now that can play defense, that has a goalie that can match theirs. Uh, so I think from a Tampa point of view, uh, you know, they're looking at, at something different than they've seen in the playoffs so far. Uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, Toronto took them as far as they did. Uh, I don't know that I was terribly impressed by sweeping Florida because we really, you know, all of us here kind of talked throughout the year that, uh, you know, offense like that, just a team that's just so dependent on offense, uh, that doesn't work in the playoffs. And uh, that was shown very clearly uh, against Tampa. So uh, I wasn't particularly impressed that they swept uh, uh, Florida. Um, but, again, they're coming up against a team now that they really haven't seen before. Um, I think the – and I agreed with Carl last week. Uh, for me, there's unfinished business with this team too. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of their coach. Um, uh, um, so, uh, you know, not many players on this team – uh, have any kind of a, a, a memory of, you know, that it's a uh, unfinished business with Tampa, but but we do, I do. <laughs> um, and uh, I think this team has shown now that they'll take on any challenge, 
They're not afraid of anybody. Uh, they're not afraid of what anybody gives them as far as chances to win. They just blow all that off and, and, and go out and play. And no matter how bad a game they might have or a period they might have, um, it matters to us because we're fans, but it, it doesn't seem to matter to them at all. Um, and, you know, that's why I like their chances in this series. I think they know that they can play with Tampa. They did all during the regular season. I think that's going to give them confidence. And, uh, again, I just think it's uh, the type of team, uh, a real hard, forechecking, defensive team with, with a top-notch goalie. Tampa hasn't seen that yet in the playoffs. So, hey, they're the two-time defending champs. They know how to win. They're not going to be afraid of the Rangers either. But I think they're going to, you know, run into something that they haven't seen before, and that uh, could be very well to the Rangers' advantage. So, uh, I, like I said earlier, uh, like Scott did too, I think they're uh, it's a they have a better matchup against Tampa than they do than they did against uh, Carolina, and uh, I think they have a, a very good shot now to to win this series and get to the finals. Uh, more than I did to get through the second the second round here, so I'm you know don't mm-hmm. want to get ahead of myself again. I'm a Ranger fan. I know how these things go, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this matchup, and and I would not be surprised at all to see them uh, get past Tampa and go to the finals. Um, I got two follow up questions for you, Glenn. I, don't, I got and then we could go to Scott. Yeah. Um, I just sure. believe. This version of this Rangers team in 2022 is more offensive, offensively talented than that Rangers team of 2015. Even despite those big games like Derek Broussard had, like the, all those goals in game number six, and then we aren't able to score in you know games five and seven at home. You know, left left it on the table. How do you feel about that? That's question number one. Question number two: What about the uh, Western Conference, Edmonton and? Uh, Colorado, how do you think that's going to go? And then, and then after that, thank okay. you for your thoughts. Uh, to me, there is no question that this is a better team than uh, the teams that had that run through the, uh, uh, you know, through the 2012 through 2017 season. Um, that se- that team always did seem to have trouble scoring uh, mm-hmm. when they needed. To. Uh, I don't think they had the power play that this team has. Um, so. Uh, you know, you look at Hank, you look at uh, Igor, I think that's a wash there right now. I mean, Igor's got a way to go before, you know, we, we look at him uh, in regard to, to Henrik. But as far as right now, Igor is playing as well as, as uh, Lundqvist ever did in those uh, in those games. I mean, he's, he's won four elimination games now already uh, just in the last two series, and that's what Hank was famous for. So I think there's no doubt that this team – is better and more talented and deeper uh, and tougher uh, than those teams were. So I think there's as much as they can keep this team together, this team can have a very good run for the next few years. Uh, As far as out West, you know, that's going to be something because uh, as good as Colorado is and, uh, you know, with guys like Rantman and, uh, and obviously uh, McKinnon uh, and Landeskog and Kadri the year he's had, and McCarr, um, I, I, I'm still concerned about their goaltender. Um, you know, I think that's still a weak link, although he's had a good year. And you're talking about Connor McDavid and uh, and his whole crew. Um, and 
I uh, again, Mike Smith is is a concern too. So we may be seeing some uh, <laughs> some seven six out there out west. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, it's funny. I wouldn't have given Edmonton much of a chance to get into the conference final. But now that they're here, and now that I look at that matchup against Dorsey Kemper, um, I would I wouldn't be shocked to see Edmonton win. I still think Colorado will win, but I would not be shocked to see Edmonton stun. Colorado as good as they've been all year uh, based on, on the goaltending. Shout out to Glenn. Oh, thank you very much, man. This is a fantastic evening. Uh, Rangers, uh, this was a tough task, man. And uh, we're going to go to Scott and get the Carl after that, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Scott, your thoughts uh, on the Tampa Bay? And then also, if you have any thoughts out West for Carl after that. Uh, did anybody point out that we actually have home ice in this series? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like 2015. Yeah. Just like 2015. Yeah, well, it, it was just weird. You know, it, it, it's just weird, you know, not having home ice and then the next round getting it back. And if, <laughs> if Edmonton knocks off Colorado, well, we could have it. Uh, you know, the, it's, it's as much as I'm going to say about that, but you, you get the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, 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 I like our chances. <laughs> I, no, I, I do. I, I like our chances, but that's that's – the the, the uh, you know, all the pressure is now on us. I mean, yes, technically it's still on them, uh, Tampa, because they are you know the, the back-to-back champs and they just you know dismantled the President's Trophy winner. But since we do have the home ice, I think the pressure is on us because we do need to obviously at least split. But you you, you know you want to win both, uh, specifically that that first game, as somebody pointed out earlier with with uh, you know Tampa and those streaks they got. But Carolina, I think they they had a ridiculous streak. They were like what eight and zero lifetime in 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 home game yeah. sevens or game sevens or something mm-hmm. they never lost one so you know streaks are made to be broken as uh as the old uh adage says um but yeah you you know you obviously want to want to come out and you know and you know guns blazing and win that first game but um but yeah i mean it's i love that we do have that home ice so in the event we do go seven it'll be an msg and you know like we pointed out um you know, the last show or a couple shows ago after that game seven Pittsburgh, uh, you know, that MSG has got that older, you know, pre renovation feel to it. Even we noticed it in game six. So I don't know if, uh, if us old folks are, are whooping out the checkbook <laughs> and going to these games, but it definitely is a, it's a, it's a rowdier building than it's been in the past. It's, you know, it feels good. So we're going to need that uh, against Tampa. And then the beauty of uh, playing Tampa is we're going to have some heads down there too, which is nice, uh, you know, whether or not they reinstitute that stupid jersey, no jerseys law, whatever sections and whatnot. Uh, I hate that crap. It's such amateur night bullshit. But whatever. Uh, we're all excited. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, just rambling here. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, as far as as far as the West series, that's going to be a fun series. Uh, McKinnon versus Jesus, that's going to be a, a fun series to watch. Uh, you know, McDavid, McDavid, Drysaddle, just you know, twenty six points each. That is nuts. You know, Fox and um, and Zbanejad are, are tied for the third most points, but ain't nobody catching e- either of them. Um, you know, if they win the cup, uh, they, can, can, they split like just cut the comp smite and like in half. And give them each half. I mean, it's unbelievable the numbers they're putting up. Um, but that's another one. And Mike Smith, 
uh, you know, not even close to impressive. Uh, so, you know, obviously, we, you know, and for that reason, I think, uh, I, I think Colorado's going to beat them, but you never know. Um, I mean, cause Markstrom ha- uh, had put up, uh, you know, Vesna consideration numbers as well. And then he just got dismantled. So you never know, you never know what, what's going to happen. Um, I think Colorado definitely has the advantage in that series, uh, you know, defense and goaltending anyway, but, uh, who knows, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean those two, McDavid and, and Dreisaitl, just ridiculous to watch. Uh, I mean, it's really a treat, you know, that that we get to see the McDavid era. Because watching him is just unbelievable to watch that guy play. Um, that should be a fun series to watch. Really, really fun series. Hopefully, we can, you know, hopefully our series goes well so that we can enjoy it. Um, but I'm excited to watch that tomorrow night too. Jonathan Scott, thank you very much, man, on your thoughts and your opinions on the blue shirts and the series out west and they go to Carl, and they were out. Yes, indeed. As we say goodbye, the third-string goaltender on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, his name is Maxime Lagasse from oh, the I know him. great okay. town of Quebec, Augustine, Quebec. Mm-hmm. So you okay. may want to just write that down, store that for future uh, for future. Uh, <laughs> Situations, just in case if it comes up at some point over the next 10 days. Well, here we are, you know, conference final. We've not been here in, what, seven years since that sad night in the last day of May of 2015, and here we are seven years later with an opportunity to sort of avenge that. So we've got a lot of fun. There's a lot of excitement um, that will, I mean, hell, I feel like we've been on this sort of like high now for like a good, I don't know, good couple of weeks here. There's been weird lows, weird lulls, and exuberant highs, and so we're just sort of riding the wave um, as, as this goes along here. And, you know, it's, you know what, actually, having the first, the first game at the Garden based on the fact of what has happened in these previous years might actually be a benefit, because normally if you go on the road in that situation coming off of, of a long series where the other team's got, you know, eight days off, all of a sudden, you know, they're coming, you know, ready to pounce you, pounce on you early on. But having the home crowd in the Rangers' favor right at the, at the jump could sort of give them a little bit of a, an energy boost that may not have been um, expected. So perhaps there's a situation where the Rangers would come out in one of these. I, I think, I, you know what, if I think about it right now, I think they'll probably win the first game lose the next game, and I do think that both teams will, will split the first four games with each team winning one game on the other team's ice, and then after that we'll just sort of take it from there. Um, you know, whether or not the Rangers can win a game six in Tampa if it comes to it, or whether Tampa sort of does what they did, you know, those years ago where they just sort of clamped down and, and really stymied the Rangers those last two games uh, in the garden is, is yet to be determined. Um, I think the one big change this time from last time, going from Bishop to Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world, is something that has to be has to be said. But you know what, Tampa, listen, hey, they're they're one hell of a team. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tall order. That's that's we we at least we can at least admit that going in, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be an uphill situation. Um, I, I think it would probably be a stunning. T- thing to all of us if somehow the Rangers won the first two games at home. I'm trying to, you know, and we'll talk about it probably. I think we have what, game four is on a Tuesday. Can someone, someone can probably check the schedule. I think game four is so. on a Tuesday. So we'll be right back yep. here after one of the games. 
to probably discuss um, how this series is, is going, but I'm, I'm, I keep thinking the first four games are going to be a split. I don't see the Rangers being up 3-1 in the series after four games, but I do see a split in, in, this, in this coming future. I don't know what you guys think as we close out here, but that's sort of in my head right now. And then, you know what? Hey, Shaskirk is going to stop 91 of the 95 shots against Tampa so mm. far this season. They're going to need much more of that to, uh, to continue in order to win this thing. And, um, hey, listen, let's get it on. Wednesday night at what, 8 p.m. Eastern time, get your drinks on, get everything lined up right in front of the set, and uh, let's have some fun. I totally agree with that sentiment, Carl. Um, like we'll be back in, what, eight days? We'll be back on a Tuesday, uh, probably at the game four. Uh, hopefully it'll be a close series at that point. Um, Ranger fans have been so happy, like, just the last couple of weeks, and this was a big-time series. And that's not to say that, you know, Carolina – Carolina and Pittsburgh were just two different animals, and this is just another different animal that comes with championship pedigree. Looking forward to the challenge. I believe in our guys – that we could probably go the distance. We just take it one game, one shift at a time. It's good to see the whole unit back all at once. I mean, look at it. Um, yeah, I already said the whole unit, but you know when Sammy Blake got hurt uh, early in the year with the ACL, but you now you picked up like like what Scott said with uh, Tyler Mott in the trade and, and, and Andrew Cop. Uh, you know, put Justin Braun from the uh, from the Flyers on the third line with Schneider. Uh, I mean, this team is just, to me, it's just a very balanced attack, offensively and defense. I think we're the most, uh, Tampa Bay's probably in that, 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 that realm, too, as far as balance, offensive, defense. I, I would, honestly, we're probably the most balanced. There's other teams, like, the, the teams out west are more offensively stacked to me. But we have the, the balance defensively to really make things interesting, like we, what we did against Pittsburgh and Carolina. You guys, gentlemen, enjoy. Um, we'll see how it goes Wednesday. I'll be on Ranger Proud's page on Wednesday for the game. You guys feel free to come on on there if you're on Twitter. Uh, shout them out on Twitter. Uh, the Ring Podcast, Ranger Proud. The Blue Shirts win in seven in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Shout out to Glenn. Shout out to Scott. Shout out to Carl. Uh, we'll be back in about uh, a little over a week. Sound your answer, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your holiday. Please move. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue.